this fucking guy. shelter in place life on my around my eyeballs like a goddamn raccoon that's cool yes yes check this shit out oh yes your stress acne in the chest region it's just popping off from here Thank you. It all decided to travel from here in I mean in the facial area I down to the neck and chestal region for some reason unknown at this point. It's like uh, leprosy sores all over my face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Thank it does so look I'm like so you happy. were in um, a fight and the other person looks worse. To, uh, Hanicure for mm-hmm. making a mask mm-hmm. that Makes you look like a zombie for 30 minutes, but then starts to clear everything up in, like, an hour. No promo code, because they don't sponsor us. Hey, that's I'm rad. I'm also having, um... So <laughs> no, we're not some, cool. I showed you my Gymshark outfit I bought. I'm, it's so cute. I got this, like, hot pink outfit, but I also got a black one. Yes, adorable. I wore that today. Um, and like, I'm blessed in the top region. Um, and so this, the sports bra was like a mm-hmm, smidge mm-hmm. tight. And so all you day confirm. I've been like, my chest really hurts. Like my, like my chest feels heavy and like our pollen count is so high and my throat's been scratching. Oh, Nick no. has strep throats. Like we've just been dealing with a lot of that. And so I've been having trouble breathing today. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yep. And I, I was just yeah. like, I just don't feel great. Um, that's I think a lot of cool. it's anxiety. But so I just before we recorded, I just took my bra off, <laughs> and I was like, oh my god. I mean, I still don't feel great because I, I feel like I had my, I feel like I was wearing a corset all day. Um, so, and I've been, there's this like symptom tracker for COVID-19 where you can answer, well, you can, it's from the CDC, so you can answer questions and it, it kind of will tell you if you need to contact a medical professional or not. And early, okay, but earlier today, it was like, <laughs> me cannot believe you right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she couldn't breathe. I'm having a lot of problems over here. Caitlin. We're all going through a rough time. Yeah, it's nation. okay. I think I think we're all in the same boat. Like um, as a as a nation. Really we're all having party. a difficult time. Oh, yeah, welcome to this fucking guy. Uh, oh, thanks. Now, also, welcome to this fucking guy. Yeah, we're now on quarantine episode two. Sometimes we just uh, talk about our problems. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. I I yeah, didn't even know. Day, I literally didn't know what day a it was million? when I woke up. 
And I saw some, someone on Twitter was like, it's Thursday no, in case same. anyone needed that. Same. And I was like, yes, thank you for, thank you. Um, thank you. Right here. Ch- Checkbox. Me. Uh, this guy. Uh, this is Carmen. Life is hard. Um, and it's, it is difficult life is to hard. be forced to stay inside. But I, I don't even like to go outside, though. So yeah. this is where mm-hmm. the, I'm having trouble. Because I'm like, no, this is what I would be doing really any other day. Mm-hmm. But to have the choice taken away from you is tough. Anyways, yes. Yeah, it's it's not ideal. And also, we're all being day. forced to um, stay inside all day long they, with our significant others. Are. And we love are them. crazy people. Um, we love them, but I want to do all Oh, they're so trying, so though. They're so trying. Stabbing. I love them so much. Sometimes so much I feel murder. Like an episode of so Snap much murder. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Same. I very much identify with that. Yes. Um, I've started yes. using the phrase go away from me. <laughs> it's become very necessary just to get say yeah, I've been just you're, doing there's a lot going on here post. and I need you to go away from <laughs> me now. Just just <laughs> go. I like just that. Go. Six feet away, bitch. No, it's also really no. hard to. I can't work. with this. Go away. Uh huh. It's so hard. Yeah, don't want to work. Not interested. Literally, anything. I've been playing Animal Crossing. You know what's it's more so interesting fun. than work? Literally anything else. It is so fun. I'm. Re- oh, that's fun. No but such thing. I've been watching um, far too many things on streaming so platforms. Things. Um. So Carmen oh, so and I had a, a digital dance party mm. with some friends. That that helped that helped a lot. Mm. So you know, take the suggestion. Oh if yeah, you that was fun. Just need to dance it out. Um, yeah, just yeah, get a great. sick playlist um, going. All, set you up a good hangout to invite your homies. Tired had to sit down. It was so much fun. I was so yeah. sore. Yeah, I it was. I needed a lot of time to recover the next day. And then I, I also drank drink after that because we went yeah. to go play video I drank games. too much. Um, and I decided to chase my wine with vodka, which was stupid. I know better, but quarantine oh, me is never not a good better. plan. Um, never a good plan. That's where we're at right Mm-mm. now. Uh, I have. You know, you could have eaten a whole pizza. Quarantine me ate half a pizza today. If you believed in yourself. You're right. You're right. You're not wrong. If I was really Um, committed, I would have eaten the whole fucking thing. (laughs) We we did. So Uber Eats has been doing uh, $0 deliveries (laughs) for local restaurants. Which is awesome. Um, I think Postmates and oh, Grubhub, all those things yes. are all doing the same thing. Um, which is awesome because people are literally risking their lives to drive foods Killer. to you. 
um, it's like the least they can do. Uh, but we ordered pizza mm-hmm. from this place we love, and uh, then like. 30 minutes after we got the delivery, we got another call that was like, hey, we're here. And Uber Eats, like the app had fucked up. And so we got two pizzas and only got charged once. Yeah. Oh, score. And, well, and Nick, we had also ordered oh, salad yes. and you know, vegetables. That's a win. Um, and Nick was like, we're getting tiramisu. So then we just had double everything. And it was great. Sure. I know. It was really awesome. <laughs> oh, that rules. I know. Oh, really fuck yes. Um, oh, that's a sick quarantine win. No. Oh. Um, stuck inside. No. I wouldn't just, say we're you know, keeping it 100. Keeping right it, now. I think we're at like keeping it, keeping on, keeping on. Perhaps. No. I don't even know if I okay, go that yeah, high for I myself. I'm going to say I'm barely keeping it together we, at 60. Together, so we're each at like 42. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'll take it. Right. Yeah, because I Thursday. couldn't tell you the last time I took a shower at this point on what day is today? I yeah, I don't know. Okay. See? Um, yeah, I couldn't tell you the last time I took a shower. Stop here. here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Stop it. Stop it. Go lay down. Go lay down. Go lay down. Go. Oh, Gigi girl. Lie down. Lie down. Oh, is it Gigi? Lie down. Uh, they are going nuts. <laughs> Get that big old pink belly up there. Oh, mm-hmm. same. Uh, yeah. My dogs think that I'm here to entertain them. Um, mm-hmm. That's been real fun. Oh, hi. And then they'll just hi. be like, oh, you're, you're on a video call? We fight now. Hi. Oh, I, m- I make noise <laughs> Yeah. Now? Hi, I'm a part of this? Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. Just chilling, laying on the couch, sleeping in sunbeams. Shit is on. Google call yeah, goes been, off. Shit fucking chaos. Yeah, it's been pretty chaotic. Yeah, it's uh, like, oh, I'm involved in this. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, nah, Pucks, you're not a part of this meeting. You weren't um, on the, on the roll call. With their dogs and their cats, there's a lot more noise around the building. And, you know, they got to protect this house Ooh. so it's just been pretty much constant barking yep <sighs> i'm like do i have a headache from being inside from the dog barking That's cool, 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 cool. yeah am i dying i don't fucking know <sighs> it yeah. is it is but we're here to bring you comfort yeah. in this trying time it's the end time um, we do it's hope okay, that everyone is staying the fuck home yay And even yeah, then, keep like, your if ass your at home has, unless like, you need to go to the G store. Where you minimize your contact, you know? Yeah, get that pickup, baby. Oh, yeah. It's that pickup also so rocks. Guys, it's only like $5 extra and they pull the shit in your trunk you, and you just drive away. It prevents you from tw- 
walking it's up wonderful. and down the aisles of the grocery it's store. Such it's such a delightful like randomly service. throwing shit into your cart that you don't need. Um, it's a great, great option. Um, yeah, truth. Right. Also, like also sometimes there are old people and babies and at grocery stores. Don't go there. Who are working? Like Godspeed to them and nurses. Everybody who's like helping in this situation, minus our minus our fucking government that's trash at the moment. Uh, oh, all of the helpers out there, thank you for your service. Oh yeah, we, buddy. We appreciate it, uh, and we're sorry. Yeah, you're really killing it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, soup. Sorry that our health our healthcare system is so fucked that you don't have the supplies you need. <laughs> oh, everything's fine. Um, oh, what a world! Uh, yes, but we also do. appreciate um, you so doing gonna, what you do when the I world's do on just fire. A quick little. Uh, so this week our episode is so Carmen. I want you to go first, but I'm going to do a little quick recap of the person we talked about. So, okay. Oh, so, yes. Riley, we need to do that for our contest winter. Um, she won our contest. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, and so she got an awesome Lordy B t-shirt and the pin that is in customs because of COVID-19. Um, but Riley, you will be getting that when all of this shit's over. But Riley also got to pick a theme for an episode. And she came to me and she said, Caitlin, I don't have a theme, but I found someone that maybe you can get a theme out of. And she said that she read something very upsetting about Alexander Graham Bell, who... Yes. Oh, and you know we like to take white men off of pedestals Uh, here at this fucking guy. Yes. Oh. He invented phones. He's the reason why we just stare at phones. He did things. He invented phones. Uh, But it turns out that Alexander Greenbelt was like super into eugenics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So if you don't know. Oh, what a cool, cool, cool white dude. Playing up the definition. Eugenics, yep, right. Uh, it Hitler is was a fan, so automatic no. Within a human population to increase the occurrence of heritable characteristics regarded as desirable. Developed largely by Francis Galton as a method of improving the human race, it fell into disfavor only after the perversion of its doctrines by the Nazis. Um, so... Uh, basically, eugenics is, like, the idea that you can, like, pick and choose the genetics that you want to create a, quote, superior human. Uh, soup's upsetting, soup's racist. Uh, so yeah, soup's upsetting. A lot of people don't know this, but Alexander Graham Bell yeah. invented the telephone, but he was also um, a deaf educator and very involved in, um you know, like helping deaf people at the time get rights. Uh, his own mother was deaf. His father was a deaf educator and was like very involved. Um, he, yeah, well, uh, Alexander Graham Bell married well, one that's of his deaf cool. students and uh, one of his BFFs was Helen Keller. Yeah. No. 
Oh, that's rad. Okay, see, now we're he's so coming back up in my estimation. Oh, okay, uh, never mind. Then Take it back. Said too was soon. Doing all of this essentially as a mm-hmm. course to take the information he learned from the deaf communities and as a deaf educator was basically using that platform to then uh, put it into his eugenics platform. So he went so far as to join the American Breeders Association. He served on the Committee on Eugenics and later headed the Committee on Deaf Mutism. Uh, He believed that American Sign Language, developing deaf programs, and the exposure of deaf children to deaf adults encouraged deaf, quote, intermarriages. Yep, he also thought that deaf mute marriages created a separate race. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, he cool. said in an address in an address cool. to the National Society of Sciences in 1883, yeah. he said, "I quote: Sexual selection is at work among the deaf and dumb. Those who believe, as I do, that the production of a defective race of human beings would be a great calamity to the world will examine carefully the causes that lead to the intermarriages of the deaf and the object of applying a remedy." It's Oops, fucked up. Wow. Yeah, so he basically was like using all of his knowledge to like uh, (laughs) prevent um, deaf people from procreating and from like and from like spreading quote deafness to non-deaf people. Yeah. So he was a piece of shit. Grateful for the telephone, but also. You're an asshole. Yay! Eat a huge dick. Also, eat a dick. <laughs> oh yeah. yes, another yeah, great this fucking guy pod takedown. So much work, and I honestly got sick like reading half of the stuff that I was reading. So, um, but on that note, our topic yeah, of the week is sounds real gross and. I heard that Carmen has a real crazy story for me. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm Do excited. I have a fucking doozy for you, my friend? This week, yeah. I am going to tell you all about what? Jack Parsons, inventor of modern <gasps> rocketry. Oh. I love. And now, are you saying occultist? The occult with an O. Okay, yes, even better because I love that. the occult with an O. Woo-hoo. Okay, all right, here we go. So Jack Parsons okay. is most famously associated with the California Institute of Technology and was one of the principal founders of the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, which like invented basically fucking invented science. rockets when people thought that shit was yeah. cray cray. When he was. Well, like him, yeah, basically. You could say he was a rocket scientist. Him and his homies invented fucking rocketry. Um, and uh, he pioneered the advancement of using liquid okay. rockets. Like, that was, like, his jam. He was, like, the fuel man. But most importantly, in 1939, he converted to Don't Thelema. 
T-H-E-L-E-M-A, Thelema. I hope I'm, hopefully I'm pronouncing it right. Don't give a fuck if I'm not. Which was a quasi-religion developed by this famous occultist named Uh, Aleister Crowley. Good omens? Buddy. (gasps) Oh, probably. Because he was a real dickbag. I'll tell you all about Aleister Crowley. All right, so let's get into Jack Person's life. So he was born in L.A., uh, in 1914, his okay, given birth name, get ready for this. This goes on our top list of birth names. What? Marvel Whiteside Parsons. Yes, bitch. Let me say it again. I'm going to roll what? it back for you. Marvel what? Whiteside Parsons. What? Yes. All things are amazing. <laughs> yeah. That is his first name. Like, that can't be a family name. Like, someone today, if you're named Marvel, obviously they'll be like, oh, your parents must have been huge nerds. I'm. Yeah. That's amazing. I don't know. I did look into it. I just enjoyed it. It's fantastic. So, his family was super wealthy. Um, and they lived on Millionaire's Row in Pasadena, which I think is like, I think the street's called Orange Grove. Um, but soon after his birth, his parents' marriage broke, broke down because Mama Ruth discovered that his dad was. Uh, was just banging it out with prostitutes on the side. Um, and Mama Ruth, being a badass, was not cool with this and was like, hey, I know it's old times. But we're getting divorced. So she filed for divorce in March 1915. And I know, fucking badass in olden times, filing for divorce, fucking awesome. So Jack's dad bounced back to Massachusetts where he was from because his, like, reputation in California was now, like, shit because he was exposed for being an adulterer. And Ruth uh, forbade any contact with his son. She was like, she was like, bye-bye. So um, she kept her ex-husband's last name, but started calling her son John. Yeah, which is where they got Jack which from. Which is basically what no like sense. everyone in the household and everything called him Jack. <laughs> no sense from John to Jack from Marvel. I don't know. Uh, lots of questions. Uh, it's the olden times. Is just what I'm gonna say. Um, so he was a pretty lonely kid because his family was like Aww. soups wealthy. Uh, like other kids would like bully him and stuff. So he really spent a lot of time alone and he really liked to read and his favorite books were science and fiction. And so that's what really led to his interest in like space exploration and rocketry. So in 1928, uh, he is now 14. He and his friend Edward Foreman, and Edward's going to come back up again later, uh, adopted the Latin motto for themselves, per per astra, ad astra, which means to the stars, which we know from Red Rising. Yes. Yes. Um, So, yeah, they were like super into space and they started making these little like homemade rockets in their backyards. and like blowing shit right, up because that's what you do when you're trying to make rockets and you're a 14 year old boy. Um, 
Yeah, that's true. Uh, it was said that uh, the Parsons' backyard of their like estate was like pockmarked with all these little craters from their, <laughs> their little rocket experiments. Do you, do you, yeah, do you, do you encourage that? Or uh, apparently, like, Ruth was into it and was just like, "Oh, Trinity of being a serial killer." Um, it probably would have been wise for Ruth to do that. Um, also, I would just be yeah, worried about um, them injuring themselves. Like, hey, let's get you some safety. Oven mitts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some, some protective eyewear. Some overalls. Yes. Let's do yeah. some protection here. Put you in some bubble yeah. wrap. I don't know. Okay. Let's figure out what's going to keep you from catching on fire. Uh, so, John, uh, was not a great student. Um, it is believed now that he possibly had dyslexia. So school was like not a great place for him. Um, so his mom was like, you got to quit fucking up in school and sent him away to um, this private boarding school in San Diego. Uh, but he was soon expelled for blowing up toilets. Why do you pick a toilet of all things to explode? Why? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No ideas. Jack Jack was, he's a real character. He's a real character, that Jack. So a few years after he gets expelled, he goes to this private uh, school called the University School, where he like starts kicking ass academically, like really gets his shit together. He becomes editor of the newspaper. And he, and he gets noticed by these teachers at the nearby uh, California Institute of Technology, which is known as Caltech. Um, and so they really were able to like steer him towards chemistry because he liked to do all these rocket exper- experiments and was like really interested in like how things go together. So they were like, hey, right. bro, check out chemistry. Because rocket science didn't fucking exist Mar- then. They were like, <laughs> space, whatever. That's crazy town. Um, but... Yeah, like, that does, that's not a thing we can do. Um, but the Great Depression was also, like, kicking off around this time. So even though his family, uh, especially his mom's family, was, like, super wealthy, they had started to hit some, like, financial hard times because of the Great Depression, so he had to leave school. He started working um, at this place called the Hercules Powder Company, which right. enabled him to learn more about explosives and different chemicals and shit to help with his like knowledge for rocket propulsion. Um, so he ends up actually being able to go back to school and he graduates uh, from the university school in 1933 and he enrolls in Pasadena junior college. Um, but here again, because of money has to drop that after one term. And now he's uh, permanently employed, like full-time employed at the Hercules powder company. So he's like working his dick off, saving all his money um, so that he can start going to Stanford uh, so he's like, yeah, I'm fucking going to Stanford and mm-hmm. start my chemistry degree. Um, but Stanford's hella expensive, even in old times. And poor Jack could not afford the tuition and had to drop out. So homie is now 20. It's 1934. And he ends yeah, up he reuniting with his old friend from school, Edward Foreman. He's coming back around, gang. He's coming back. So they reunite and they're like, hey, remember all those rockets? That sure was fun. And they end up meeting up with this graduate student from Caltech named Frank Molina. And they start this uh, 
company question mark uh, called the Guggenheim Aeronautical Laboratory Rocket Research. It does sound very fancy. And so they end up um, getting like associated with Caltech. So Caltech is like, yes, you can do your, have your lab on our campus. And we will try to financially, like a couple of like the chemistry professors and things like that were like, we'll try to financially support you. uh, But this is kind of your thing. You can just have this space. Um, So they're like, they're doing their thing. Uh, So the same year, Jack ends up meeting Helen Northrup at a local church oh, yeah, dance and proposes and marriage like, the same year, 1934. She. Okay. They no. Okay. <laughs> he proposes later. They met. They did to the church. <laughs> they lived their lives. And then he proposed. Got. Okay, cool. So they were married the next year, 1935. And um, he gets a job at this place called the Halifax Powder Company. <laughs> so he's working at the Halifax Powder Company. He? He's married. And he also has this side project at Caltech uh, doing rocket research. So Jack ends up spending most of the money that he makes from his work at the Halifax Powder Company funding projects for the rocket research group. And like a real intrepid entrepreneur, he starts oh, making nitroglycerin good. at home for extra that's really, money. You should, you should definitely yeah. make nitroglycerin. Soup's ex- explosive. Um, <laughs> make meth. Make yeah. meth while you're yeah, at it. Yeah, super cool. Just very explosive. You Not at all hazardous. Up. Put it uh-huh. right in your kitchen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, so he even takes Helen's engagement oh ring and pawns it to fund things for the rocket research group and continue, oh my God, continually what? asks okay. her family for loans. So, yeah. If Nick ever Soup's tries classy, to take dude. Soup's classy. to go pawn it to make rockets... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Stabbing. Ooh. So much stabbing. Ooh, buddy. So the rocket research group gets a little infamous on Caltech's campus and becomes known, the three of them, oh, uh, Jack, Edward, and Frank, become known as the Suicide Squad for their dangerous experiments on campus and for continually either blowing shit up on accident or setting shit on fire on accident. And so they get the attention of the local press because they keep fucking shit up left and right, trying to build rockets. But by 1939, they end up getting funded from uh, the National Academy of Sciences to work on jet assisted takeoff for the U S military. So now they are like fully funded. They got all that money. They're making it rain. They're working on rockets for the U.S. military because the military is like, how do we get to space? Um, so the same year that Jack is like at his highest They're point, his little research groups got full funding from the U.S. military. They're working on rockets. They're fucking doing their shit. They're doing their shit. They're really going to change some shit. Like this. A brother and a sister who had befriended Jack and Helen take them, oh yeah, take them to the Church of Thelema, the religious society created by Aleister Crowley, who is a heroin addicted, 
sexually adventuresome, God-profaning master of the dark arts, who the tabloids had christened the wickedest man in the world. Alistair Crowley's a real bag of dicks. We could do a whole podcast just on him. Real motherfucker. Uh, Yeah. So he, like, has professed throughout his entire life, even, like, his, like, teenage years and early 20s, that he has this communion with the dark spirits and shit. He's fucking crazy. He's also a heroin addict. Uh, uh, Super huge uh, asshole. Believes in... um, Believes in open relationships, but in a real misogynist shitbag way. Basically. He's a cult leader. Let's call it what it is. He's a cult leader. So Jack is like, um, he's always kind of been interested in like shit that's not possible. Thus the interest in rocket science and like science fiction. And so he goes to this weird ass fucking church service and is like, oh, like they're professing to have all of these like powers and communion with spirits and shit. That's fucking cool. I'm into that. So they get initiated into the Agape Lodge, which is the the California chapter of Thelema. The Agape Lodge. Yes. That's what the California chapter of this religion is called. Uh, in 1941 and then the next year uh, Crowley has fallen so much in love with Jack Parsons and just like thinks he's the shit and this like crazy brilliant scientist and is like hey you need to replace this guy Wilfred Smith as the leader of the California chapter so he does in 1942 so now this motherfucker is leading fucking pioneering science on during the day and then leading the California chapter of a straight okay, up cult at nighttime. Yes, it's a lot and it's about to get worse. How we're about to go real deep to off of, yeah, we're about to get into it. Um, Who has the time? Also, it's like really confusing to me when there are people who are so scientific and then also can have these kinds of not scientific beliefs. No, like like cults are very interesting to me because of that fact. Like, how can super super people who seem very rational go and? believe some wild ass shit like what this this cult is into no but (gasps) are you ready to get into the cult period oh it's so bad it's so bad oh so after they get inducted into the church of philema Helen ends up leaving for a period to spend some time with family in 1941 so Oh, uh, sort of God. Uh, sure. So, what does any good thelemite? I'm gonna a thelemite. I, I, I. Sure, that's what they're called. What does any good thelemite do? Because they believe in open relationships, oh. he starts banging Helen's 17 year old sister uh, Sarah. Is she in the cult? Yeah. Uh, she, she gonna be. Sarah is very important. Remember that name. So Sarah 
And Jack, who is now, I don't know, 30? Nearing 30? Like 27? Uh, she's 17. Are banging. Helen comes back and is like, what in the actual fuck? So she goes and oh, starts and banging the former leader, Wilfred Smith. Oh, we got a fucking soap opera. Yes. And they start banging. So now... So now, because the Thelemites believe in open relationships, uh-huh. Helen and Jack, who have now split and are in their own separate relationships, move in together into a mansion on Millionaire's Row, along with a bunch of I mean, other Thelemites, and start like, a commune! With us and a bunch of dogs, but it's not like this situation. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. No, this is what any good cult upgrades to is compound level. Um, so now we're at the commune section of the cult. So the commune, now this house becomes the new base of the California chapter of the Church of Philema. And they have a huge mm-hmm. piece of land and they start buying their own livestock. Uh, Ooh, not only so to fun. eat, but also for blood rituals. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just we we're soups organic. We don't use pesticides. We're real into growing our own food. Mm-hmm. We're really we, into like, like communing so with nature and also blood rituals. Farm farm. It's table, super local, very organic. Uh, no antibiotics. Oh my god. Yes, grass fed <laughs> blood rituals. Um, good times. So. The house was just a hotbed uh-huh. for crazy. So Frank Molina, who was a part of the Rocket Research Group, his wife said that the mansion mm. was, quote, like walking into a Fellini movie. Shut Women were walking around up. in togas and weird makeup, oh some dressed God. up like animals, oh like a costume so stupid. <laughs> So they were having all kinds of fucking wild rituals at this house. They would dance around fires naked. They would, you know, smear themselves in blood and just all kind of fucking nonsense. Um, Okay. uh, Yeah. They have neighbors. They have neighbors. Yeah. They're not alone. So they're doing all their wild chanting and shit. And so, because they have fucking neighbors and people can see you, they soon become under uh, come under investigation yeah, by for both the Pasadena cult. Police Department and the FBI after yeah for <laughs> allegations of quote being a black magic cult oh involved in sex orgies and one complainant who went to um. I'm not, I don't remember if you went to the Pasadena Police Department or the FBI. I'm going to assume it was the Pasadena Police Department. <gasps> was a 16-year-old boy oh who God. said that he had been raped by Lodge members. Oh, yeah. no. Real horrible stuff. Uh, and neighbors of the house reported a oh, ritual God. involving a naked pregnant woman jumping oh, through fire. Fuck. Oh, yeah. Forgot to mention, there's children in this house. Yeah, so so members moved in with their kids, and there's some blood sex orgies. Just a casual Tuesday night. Um, Real good stuff. Just 
Yeah, just real tame Tuesday. So neither agency ended up finding anything because there was not great fucking evidence back in olden times. So they're just like, yeah, we're closing our investigation. We didn't find anything. Um, Mm -hmm. So remember when you asked who has the time for so many activities for building rockets in the daytime and then straight up running a cult commune at nighttime? So many. The answer I knew it. is when drugs. Once you start making nitroglycerin Yay! in your kitchen, it's like pretty much a fact you're going to be doing drugs. Yeah, no. you're on a path that doesn't lead anywhere good. So Jack had been basically an alcoholic for mm-hmm. most of his life and a real early adopter of weed. Hands up for you, Jack. Um, but you. soon Jack found himself moving on to harder things. As you do. And now in this period that we're in, now we're talking 42, 43. Jack is now basically daily uh, hitting up some cocaine, some amphetamine, some some mescaline, and opiates. As well as having sex with multiple women. Oh, just making it rain, drugs and ladies. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. That is not good. Yeah, it's like, real gross, gross. Yeah, he's a real gross man. Real gross. So, it's really starting to show. Uh, Jack's showing up to work. Can't uh, make rockets when you're on over, Fucked up. You Uh, can't do math good when you're... You can't make rockets when you burn the candle at both ends. Yeah. How how are you going to make fucking rocket fuel? You don't know what the fuck's going on. on You just were up all night doing blood orgies. I have the formula for you and 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 his partners are like uh, <laughs> what the fuck is it this yeah this is like, a no, plastic bag food. filled with it's blood and bones you just put it <laughs> no it's, you just so get, it's a mega rock it goes so good they're gonna go space so like, good take a nap it's gonna go space and uh, come back Oh, yeah, okay. motherfucker, go have an alka seltzer. So Jack is accused of trying to seduce the secretaries at the group, uh, inviting them back to the mansion. Job, and he's like, he meets. Up? Yeah, he's oh, like, please. hey, secretaries, come to my orgy <laughs> mansion. Mm-hmm. Oh, it gets better. He would meet visiting scientists <laughs> at the front door of the mansion with a snake curled around his shoulder. That's like Britney Spears. <laughs> As you do. <gasps> yeah, like, yeah. Uh-huh. Straight at Britney Spears level, but without the dress. <laughs> Just like a dude in the 40s. <laughs> with like a mustache and everything. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, he would get to work late, hungover. And would basically treat the jet propulsion laboratory as if it was his own fucking playground. He would do shit that had nothing to do with their projects. He would use uh, resources at his own expense and just be like, yeah, I'm going to beep boop a little bit of this. I'm going to take a little bit of this. I'm going to make some explosives. Boop, boop, boop. Whatever. He was fucking wild. He was wiling out. Great. For rockets. 
Yeah, it's not cool. It's not cool for um, highly explosive materials. So about a year after Jack's highest point, it's now 1944, he is expelled from the Jet Propulsion Lab. Push the fuck out. Yeah, we are done with you, Harlemy. Uh, so he is offered $20,000 for his shares in the company. He is now 30 years old and now completely fucking unemployed. But you've got your cult. But as you got your cult and as fate would have it, the cult would deliver unto him a beautiful present in the form of nobody get ready for it. L. Ron Hubbard, the father of Scientology. Fuck. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I told you it was gonna get worse. Yeah, we're not done. We're not done. We're far from done. Yep. Who walks into the commune other than L. Ron Hubbard? And guess who they become fucking best friends with? Jack Parsons, baby. BFFs. Oh, they just love each other. Oh, they're just, they're just like game recognized game. And then oh, see, you're crazy. I'm gonna match it. Oh, and then they get so much worse. So Elrond, Jack, homie, kicking it. But remember Sarah, Helen's sister. She is like enamored with Elrond and just pieces out oh and leaves Jack and goes and kicks it with Elrond. They're not friends. So Jack anymore. is so upset by this. He's 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 right, still fucking right. multiple women, but he's so distressed by Sarah leaving him that at this point he decides mm-hmm. to conduct a series of rituals. Uh called the Babylon Working which involves okay. among a few things ritual chanting drawing occult symbols in the air with swords dripping animal blood on runes and just a casual light jerking off okay, on some magical you, tablets to impregnate them. These so they just have swords lying around and runes or do you like is there like a special for this yeah. religion that you mm-hmm. have to have? Mm-hmm. You just go to go on I don't know. Home Depot. Great question. They don't have a right. good answer, but they did have magical tablets, and I don't, from like, whence these like magical tablets were procured. Shade. Great question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just like chalkboards. Ooh, see? and Alistair Crowley's like, yeah, ooh, magic tablets. <laughs> um. Oh yeah. Oh, forgot to mention that the. The reason for this ritual, which oh was God. several days long, was to was to invoke okay. the Thelemic goddess to Earth. Um, so for several days, Jack drew his magical symbols in the air the with his swords and did blood things and jerked off jerked off on tablets while hmm. Elrond took notes. Suspect. Yeah, buddy. Took notes. He was the stenographer. Who then he was later, the stenographer. Who then later wrote science fiction novels, novels and then turned it into a religion. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
Yes, yes, yes. So Elrond yeah. is just getting a real like, great base foundation for cold. Just um, draw some stuff down. See how I can improve. I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna really turn it up to eleven in a few years. So uh, this author George Pendle wrote a 2006 book about Jack called Strange oh. Angel, which was made into a TV. I don't. I cannot verify the okay. goodness or badness of the television show, but it was made. Um, and I think it was made pretty recently. Um, so quote, after his girlfriend ran off with Hubbard, he decided to create his own girlfriend <laughs> and summon an elemental. Yeah. Yeah. Where's your girlfriend so that's, from? That's oh, what we're working with from, here. She's from, you know, out of town. She's from... I still remember. She, um, I, um, you know, I just jerked off on a magical, magical mm-hmm. tablet, and then she just like, came right out of it. It was wild. <laughs> I, I jerked off on this piece of, uh, you know, chalkboard, and then yeah. my girlfriend just like appeared. It's it was funny. fucking wild. She's a goddess. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um. So yeah. So news gets back to Crowley in England about. And literally, Aleister Crowley, who invented a fake religion, is like, you fucking idiot. What are you doing? So on May 22nd, 1946, he writes a telegram to one of the group's other members saying, quote, suspect Ron playing confidence trick. Jack Parsons, weak fool, obvious victim to prowling swindlers. Like here again, um, game recognized game. Really good name. I really enjoy it. It's really good. Merch idea. <gasps> I love it. Right I love it. Next, next shirt. Prowling swindlers. Um. So in July of 1946, in a letter to Crowley. Parsons wrote that under the guise of investing in a business venture that Hubbard and Sarah had run off with all $2,000, of his monies. They said that they were going to go down to Florida and buy uh-huh. three yachts. And of yeah, course, like, did not, and just took his money and ran off. Uh, yeah, we're just going to go get these jobs. We're going to come right back. Just give but us all of bought, your dollars that you have left in the world. That turned into the Scientology Sea Expedition. You, Are you serious? fucking nailed it. That's exactly what they did. Yeah, they bought a yacht, and that was the start of Scientology's little fucking sea cruise or whatever the fuck it was called. Oh, I'm so serious. Wow. That's insane. No, you are correct. You are 100% correct. Yeah, that's what it would go on to make up. It was like C-Quest or something. Oh, yeah, damn, that show was good as hell. But it seemed innocuous. Whatever it was, it seemed very innocuous and wholesome, and it was not. It was a culted sea. Yeah, it's wild. So Hubbard, I mean not Hubbard, Jack is now no rocket, no ladies, no job, no money, 
and no rockets. So he decides to resign from the church. He takes just kind of various jobs here and there. Um, He worked for a few years as a consultant um, for a couple of rocket programs, but we're now getting into the fifties and it's kind of the start of the McCarthy era and the red scare. And he was accused of being a spy. And so he had his security clearance stripped and was completely unable to work in rocketry from here on out. Yeah. So what does any good cult member do in the wake of complete personal tragedy? Oh, you lean into it hard, baby. He starts um, oh. practicing sex magic with like father, like son. We're like coming in full circle here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a real, wow. He's a real winner. So he's doing sex magic with prostitutes and he ends up starting his own company called mm-hmm. the Parsons Chemical Manufacturing okay. Company in 1952. And because he can't do anything with rockets anymore, he has now relegated to mm-hmm. creating pyrotechnics okay. and explosives for the film industry. So in June 1952, Jack receives a rush order for explosives for a film set. And uh, because he loves yeah. working at home, he's a real work from home kind of guy. He's, he sets to work on this and rush order of explosives in his home laboratory. Explosives. That's like number one it's it's the one thing it's the one thing you want to throw caution to the wind with is um, building explosives quickly in your home um so of course a fucking explosive rips through the goddamn house (laughs) destroys the lower part of the building which was where jack was living um his forearm is completely blown off his right arm his legs and his left arm were broken, and a hole was ripped clean <gasps> through the right side of his face. Yes, exactly like Two Face. So, um, the upstairs neighbors found him unconscious but alive. He's rushed to the hospital, but before they can get to the hospital, he uh, dies. He was 37 years old. So, The Pasadena Police Department investigates the explosion, obviously. They conclude that Jack had been mixing fulminate of mercury in a coffee can when he dropped it on the floor, causing the initial explosion, which then worsened when it came into contact with other chemicals in the room. The last thing you want to be when you're working with explosives is clumsy. Mm-hmm. Sweaty hands. <laughs> Which put some gloves on, buddy. And maybe do it in like a protected area, not in a fucking Folgers oh coffee God. can. Yeah, so they also Great. found a morphine filled syringe at the scene. So he was probably fucked up. And uh, it was the manner in which he stored his chemicals was quoted as being (laughs) criminally negligent. He's got it in some Tupperware. Now. Yeah. It's now that death seems relatively straightforward. Of course, for is the occult members, they were like, no, no, no. He was doing a magical experiment. 
and or they thought that he had been murdered. The government. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But adding to the tabloid scandal of this super famous rocket scientist who now killed himself in an explosion. And now, so like him being squeezed out of the company in the 40s was like, we're going to keep this shit on this. Like he's yeah. been completely written out of NASA's we're history. Like, like NASA we're not involved about him. Space, because, Thank, yeah. you. Thank you. Thank we you. We don't know him. Also yeah. great pun. Great pun. Um, so all of this stuff now after his death, because his death is so scandalous, all this shit starts coming mm-hmm. about about his occult activities and all his shit on the sides and the tabloids after this. So it's a huge they're scandal. Headlines are fucking bonkers. Oh, they're just loving all of this wild shit this motherfucker used to do. And so his mother, Ruth, is so upset by all of this, by his death, by all of this stuff coming on the tabloid, (gasps) ends up killing herself in an overdose after hearing of Jack's death. Yeah. That's really sad. That's her only son. And now he's just exploded. That's really sad. Um... So I would like to borrow this line from a Vice article written about Jack Parsons' life. Bring it all home with this. Jack Parsons was one of America's greatest space pioneers. He just happened to also be one of its greatest (laughs) occultists. I love Vice. So that is the story of the crazy-ass Mad scientist slash cult leader Jack Parsons. I only knew the Scientology Me stuff. Me either. It I was a wild really ride. That whole insanity. Oh, wow. Yeah, I researched Jack for several hours. Everything I opened just kept getting wilder and wilder and wilder. I was like, this motherfucker is so interesting. He's That's- like 37. And he managed to pioneer modern space travel and also a sex cult. I haven't done either. I've done anything. (sighs) You're mildly successful. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, you five listeners who love. Thank you so much for sticking with us. We, we need to um, appreciate you. We need you. to do a book club list of like books about because I want to read <gasps> that book yes. about him. Yeah, same. I'm yeah. gonna have to go throw it in my Amazon cart, no, although it will be it delivered for a month. Kindle. Be boop it. Oh yeah, be either. Kindle. Wow, that was amazing. Yeah. So fair. It was out of this You're world. Welcome. Oh, you did it. You did it again, you little rascal. You just did it. Okay. Let's do it. You gotta tell me. Also, crazy. Um, So, I'm going to tell you today about a man named 
now I'm gonna fuck up the pronunciation of this. He's from he's from Russia. Fantastic. I'm gonna tell you about Ilya Ivanovich Ivanov. Very fun. Ooh, what uh, a fun name! He's known for developing a method of artificially inseminating animals. Yep. So obviously nothing. I don't like good where this is going. Is going to happen here. Um, so Ilya nope. Ivanov was born in Russia in 1870. I literally know nothing about his childhood. Uh, rolled. Uh, yeah, that's old times. He went, it's also like he was in Russia, so like lots of information has been just yeah. It's. Ooh. They didn't yeah, have, like, I think keeping. a lot of it probably wasn't, uh, it's, like, a lot of it is, that out, is out in the public is, like, very scandalous, so it's kind of, like, a lot of the information is probably Ooh. hidden away. Um, so, in, huh. uh, so he went to Kharkov University, where he graduated in 1896, and then in 1898, he establishes several zoological labs so he could study the structure and sex organs of farm animals. So he, right. Soup's so normal. he essentially like figured out what was necessary to artificially inseminate animals and developed a new procedure that could be used for all sorts of livestock. So it's a pretty like helpful thing in terms of science because like if you can reproduce without, like, having animals mate, you can, like, reproduce animals more quickly. So, in okay. 1901, okay. he founded the world's first center for artificially impregnating horses in the Dolgo village in Russia. Um, he then goes on to become a professor in 1907, and he spends most of his adult life working as a researcher at the Askanya Nova Natural Reserve, the State Experimental Veterinary Institute, the Central Experimental Station for Researching Reproduction of Domestic Animals, and the Moscow Higher Zootechnic Institute. A lot of those titles yeah. made me really uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't I like Center for Zoological yeah. Experimentation. Yeah. It's also like Russia did some, like, weird experiment shit. Yeah, that's, it just, I, I don't like it. I know. I, I don't know. like it. I don't like what road now this is heading down. Um, not a good, not Fantastic. <laughs> so. Great, 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 great. Um, Ivanov loved to experiment, and he had a very strong fascination with interspecies hybridization, so he started okay. crossbreeding animals to see, like, with his uh, artificial insemination methods to see, like, what would happen. And... <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm so distressed and already. he had a goal to produce commercially, commercially usable hybrids and to create new breeds of animals that would be more resilient to Russian winters and resistant to illnesses. So, like, in theory, decent idea, right? Okay. Uh, in practice, super okay. fucked up. 
and uh, didn't really treat these animals very well. Um, so he created a hybrid of domestic horse called the Zorse. <gasps> it's a Is zebra, it a zebra and a horse? combined with Krasalski's uh, horse, which is the only true wild horse that's still in existence today. What? Okay. That's kind of okay. cool. Points. That, that's pretty fucking cool. If I could have my own zebra horse, horse holy yeah. shit. Oh. But technically, isn't yes. a zebra like a horse already? You know? So, like, yes. just get a zebra. That kind of <laughs> broke my brain a little bit. Like, logically, yes, it's a horse, but it's a zebra. But it's, like, a horse-like animal. I don't know. I'm not a zoologist. I don't know. I I don't know. know. I'm looking at you. (laughs) I don't know. I don't So So, many questions. Like, they seem like they should be a separate species. A horse. That's the first. Ask the Googles. Yes, a zebra is a species of wild horse. Okay. They just got fancy body paint. They just got cool markings. Zebras are not mere... Oh, zebras are not merely striped horses. They're different species of a horse. Okay. Okay, so they're like a subsection of horse. Zebras are several species of African equids. From the horse family. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. That's Take pretty that rad. for trivia, guys. Enjoy it, guys. We just helped you. Is a zebra a horse? Yes. Technically. Uh, <laughs> it's a subsection yes. of the horses. Uh, so he also... He cre- okay, so he... He betas horse. That's rad. This is my favorite. The Z-donk. A Z-donk? A zebra what? and a donkey. Holy shit, I want it! <laughs> oh yeah. my god. So wait, is a donkey a horse? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Asking yes. Googles. <laughs> Fuck yes! We've learned yes, so much! Yes, it is the donkey or ass... <laughs> Is it? <laughs> called it a zass. A domesticated member of yeah. the horse family. The wild ancestor of donkey is the African wild ass. Oh, oh. female is called a Jenny. Oh, so that's cute. adorable. <laughs> I didn't. Did not know so that. much. We have You're learned welcome. so much. Um, oh my God, this I know. Donk. I know. Wait, I'm gonna look up if there's a picture of the Z donk. Yeah, that needs to go on the, the Instagrams. Oh, it's so cute! It has, it like, it has like the body just see of a donkey with little striped socks. Holy shit, that's it's adorable! So it's oh adorable. God, it's it like it's got fun, fun socks. socks on. Oh. oh, I love it! Look at the baby. <gasps> Oh, they oh, cute. Oh, you guys, we'll put oh. these up on the Instagram. Oh. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Oh, God, God, it's so cute. 
Oh, incredible. Oh, the world is incredible. Okay, so he also created what's called a Zubron. Do you want to guess? Do you want to guess? What the fuck is that? Zubron. Okay, we're gonna. I'm gonna go okay. zebra. I don't know what an Ubron is. Maybe it's a, it's a special it's type a of horse. Of a European bison and a cow. Oh, that's different. I know, I, we were no. going like it made sense with the context clues, but then he yeah. just we were like really he's really into zebras. And I, yeah, yeah I think he just like zebras. I don't think European bisons exist anymore, but um. Even though we'll get into why Ivanov was such a piece of shit, um, but he did do a lot of work in conservation of animals and like protecting endangered species because he wanted to continue to experiment on them. Oh, cool. So like super selfish reasons. Great. That's why you want to be into conservation. Also, speaking of which, watch Tiger King, everyone. It is. Oh, shut up. I'm not finished. I'm not finished. We only got episode two. You don't even even know. You don't even. I don't don't even even know. know. It's like. (laughs) I was yelling at the screen last night watching it. I was screaming. (laughs) I can't wait. We're going to get into it more tonight. I'm real excited. Oh, my God. I have a lot of feelings about it. Okay, cool. We'll we'll talk. I will let you know when Um, we finish it. So he also created several rodent hybrids just, like, for fun to see what would happen. So he just, like, would constantly, like, mix and match different animals through his artificial insemination process to, like, just see if an animal could get pregnant or not with this other random species. Um... So then 1910 comes, and Ivanov goes to the World Conference of Zoologists, and he says at this conference that he believed a human-ape hybrid was possible. Oh, no. So Oh, no. Things started to not be great. Um... Yeah. Cool, 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 so cool, cool. Then he starts, like, he's still doing his Zorse experiments. He's still, <laughs> still, <laughs> still making Zorses. Still making Don't worry about it. Still just doing all kinds of weird hybrids. <laughs> um, but he, like, keeps thinking about this idea of human ape hybrids and starts working on experiment plans. And then the 1920s come. And who other oh, no. than our friend Joseph Stalin comes in and was like, oh. hey. Oh, shit. Hey, bro, like, this seems hey, rad. I really need our military to be more powerful. What if, just hear me out, what if oh. we created army super soldiers made out of humans and apes? Oh shit balls. This is about to really go sideways. Um, oh no. So he goes, Stalin goes to Ivanov and he's like, I want you to work on this for me. And he said, 
He said, quote, I want a new invincible human being, insensitive to pain, resistant and indifferent about the quality of food they eat. Those are Mm -hmm. very particular asks. Also, like, animals aren't uh, insensitive to pain. They feel pain. Yeah, no, they they Uh, feel pain. They also like certain foods. Um... They're mm-hmm. not, you know, like, they they have feelings. So, oh, this is so, so what does Ivanov do? He's like, you know what, Stalin, can't say no to you, buddy. Uh, you literally, yeah, literally I got can't. you, bro. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. I uh, don't, I don't really want to be murdered, this, but, so let me yeah, get to so, work. Um, at this point, uh, Ivanov, like, really had, um, ha-ha. <laughs> what, what you doing there? Sipping around. You need that? Oh. You need a little charger? Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Bye, baby. <laughs> bye. So, he, like, Ivanov, I think at first, like, from what I read, um, I read a bunch of articles, but he, it's, like, noted that he at first didn't really believe that this could happen. But then like when Stalin approached him and all these other people were like, yeah, like we believe in this idea. Then he kind of like went a little crazy and really just like pulled in to this. Um, (laughs) I know. I know. So in 1924, Ivanov gets a permit to use an experimental primate station in Kindia, French Guinea. And they build a center in the Georgia region of Russia built specifically to train the upcoming eight soldiers. Right. I mean, you're you going to need somewhere to train somewhere. What do you... They gotta, yeah, they gotta they learn the skills to build. I wonder if it's still there. That, that would be, be incredible. Really um, <laughs> need to do yeah, some Google they Earth. They also received um, 10,000 US dollars, which I thought was in 1924. I don't know how many. It's a lot That's of today so money. many money. Um, not today, because our economy is going to crash, but, you know. Uh, <laughs> not, but, not right now. Yeah, but, you know, so a little bit ago. from the Russian Academy of Sciences towards this ape-human soldier experiment. Cool, so they legitimized it with their yeah, money. That's so great. In, uh, 1926, he, Ivanov heads off to West Africa to find some chimpanzees. They had, like, a like camp there to like acquire chimpanzees that could be impregnated via his artificial insemination process with human sperm. Oh, I really thought that was going to go in the opposite direction. Oh, fun, fun, fun. Okay, Um, great. Great, great, great. So (laughs) meanwhile, uh, news of his experiments start to be publicized and people are like, uh, what the actual fuck? Um, right. As you like, should even be. 
scientists and people in academia um, were like, oh, like that seems like not a great idea. <laughs> but Ivan, I was like, nope, I'm going to keep doing this because now I'm crazy and I've re- like I'm really into this idea. And he's like, I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to create a human. Yeah, I'm he's so like, committed. I, I can't turn back now. I got to create a human ape. He's I've like, we built a whole far. ass facility to train these motherfuckers. <laughs> like, I gotta make it like at least twenty. There's a There's building, a you guys. Building. There's a building. So he inseminates three female chimpanzees with human sperm. And it cool. That mm-hmm. seems awesome. Um, it doesn't work. Shocker. Yeah. Um, but he mm-hmm. keeps trying to do this. Um, but it's like still not working, but he doesn't give up. Um, but in between, you know, trying to create human ape super soldiers, he's like, I feel like I need to do something else with my time. So he starts working with a surgeon named Serge Vonarov. What a great Serge name for a surgeon. surgeon. Yeah, like so, his so convenient. Just be the surgeon, you know. Yeah, he should just have a middle initial yeah. that's the letter N, and yes. then he could be Serge yes. N, the surgeon. So, uh, God, come on, market yeah, yourself, Serge. Really um, so they mm-hmm. start working on an experimental rejuvenation therapy. Gee, so. Okay. No, I don't that's too vague. Do that's too vague. I don't like it. What it what it is? <laughs> you so don't know. I'm so this troubled. Is where they would um graft flesh from ape testicles onto old white dudes penis okay. regions to bring All them right. quote, bigger youth and vitality. Okay. Oh, everybody knows. You know, I should have known it was for penises. That should have been obvious. Um, Um, it's like it's like. I take it that that did not go well. There's a lot of details on it, um, but just it's like old timey Viagra. You know, just like put some old eight testicles on you. God, that sounds like so much infection. I'm like, this is the nineteen Like, it's not great. I did not have antibiotics no. back then. No. Oh, God. Also, in um, in his efforts to create these soldiers of human ape hybrids, they did an experimental surgery to transplant human ovaries into a chimpanzee and then inseminate it with human sperm. Which is mm. the Mm-mm-mm. worst. That's, oh, that is so yeah. distressing uh, in so many ways. Uh, good yeah. guys. Good. We are. We are the worst. Yeah, people are the worst. Oh, God. I mean, look at how great the Earth has done without us for two fucking I know. weeks. I oh, know. We're the worst. So now oh. the scientific community has really started to turn their back on him, and people started calling Ivanov the Red Frankenstein. 
I, I like know. it. I'm here for I know. If you guys don't get that, uh, Frankenstein is the doctor, not the monster. Common misconception. Mm-hmm. It is Dr. Frankenstein. It's communism. Yes. Well, highbrow. Um, uh, so uh, uh. he's like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I don't need you. He starts to like lose funding because like he's not able to create these apes, but he's like so far gone at this point. He's like, I've got to make this happen. I'm going back to West Africa. I'm getting my own fucking chimpanzees. So he goes mm-hmm. back to West Africa and he captures 13 female chimpanzees and still could not successfully impregnate them with artificial insemination. So instead yeah. of like giving up, he's like, yeah, just take right. the loss, he's man. Like, well, what if I'm going about this the wrong way? What if we impregnate human women with ape sperm? Yeah. Yeah. I figured we end up here yeah. eventually. So, um, yep. No human woman would sign up for this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shocker. So he's like, we're going to do this secretly under the guise of regular checkups. <gasps> what? Stop. Oh, God. But, but, Carmen, the French government was like, absolutely not. And they, they, oh, had, they heard some inklings that like he was going to start doing this. Um, and so they preemptively banned secret impregnation of human women with ape sperm. Literally had to spell out and be specific so that he couldn't do this in their country. Like, that's not a thing that should have to have legislation. Not at all. It's like those weird... I feel like that should be... Yeah, it's like those weird laws, like, in Georgia, you can't tie a giraffe to your light pole or whatever. Like, that's it. Yeah, like these are things that should not have to be said on paper in an official no, document. But they did. So he's like, fuck you, France. I'm going back home to Russia and I'm shipping my chimpanzees so I can keep experimenting and I'm going to find some Soviet women to experiment on. So oh, good he God. gets a bunch of chimpanzees on a ship to go to Russia or train or I don't know. Whatever. He gets, she's getting them there. Most of them died. Um, yeah, they're not built for Russia. Uh, most of them died, and so he um, he only had one male orangutan left named Tarzan. And um, oh god, poor Tarzan! And shockingly, Ivanov finds five actual human women who volunteered to take part. In his experiments. No, no, mm-mm, no. Disagree. Human women that volunteered to have orangutan semen shot up their hoo-hahs to then no, birth an no. ape-human hybrid. These have to have been women that were, like, super brainwashed by, like, the Stalin regime or something. It's very troubling. I don't know. Don't know. Oh. So, I mean, sadly for Tarzan, but fortunately for these women, Tarzan suffers a brain hemorrhage and dies before the experiment. <gasps> oh, like silver linings. Right. 
Bless you, buddy. So sorry, Tarzan. R.I.P., buddy. So, um, Ivanov is like still trying to make this shit happen, but because everyone was like, this guy's fucking crazy, he's got to go. So he gets arrested in December 1930. And he is sentenced to five years of exile uh, in Kazakhstan. And uh, they allowed him, for some reason, to work at the Kazakh Veterinary Zoologist Institute during his fucking exile for experimenting on animals and humans. Now, uh, no. Who, who's in charge here? I don't know. Who's making these decisions? I take umbrage. Yes. I have umbrage to take with this decision. Um, yeah, it said, yeah, he was like, uh, that so he's just like jerking off more animals while he's in fucking exile. Um, he suffers a stroke on the 20th of March, 1932 and dies. Great. Um, bye. Now, uh, he was terrible. Yeah. His life inspired um, the unfinished satirical opera Orango, which is an opera about his life and orangutans and experimenting on monkeys. Um, And it also was the subject of a 2011 sci-fi and horror dramatized documentary television series, Dark Matters, Twisted But True, um, there's a segment called Ape Man Army, which kind of t- like shares theories on his whole thing. And that is Ilya Ivanov, the Red Frankenstein. Ilya Ivanov can go eat a bag of dicks. Wow. Human dicks or like ape dicks? You know, it seems right that it be ape dicks. Like, yeah, it seems proper that it should be. It's that's fitting. Yeah. It's very poetic. Wow, yes. two real big pieces of shit today. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, Ooh those are tough. Yeah, yeah. Well, the world's on fire. We went to some dark places. Today. We did. We did. Maybe next week we'll do something a little more lighthearted. Yeah, let's let's like, go inspiring. Fun, fun, wacky guys. Yeah, just like kooky, just like kooky characters. Because, yeah, this this was a dark one. Apologies. Yeah, yeah sorry. Apologies, sorry listeners. Sorry you guys had to suffer through that. Um, but you know what? You, you voluntarily join this every week. Yeah, and you learned things. Yeah, you're welcome. You learned about sources, goddammit. You're going to kick ass at your virtual trivia while you're in quarantine. Oh, Google image search Z-donks, baby. Oh, Enjoy your life. Oh, so cute. They are so cute. Fun socks on. Ooh, Fun zebra socks. socks. Oh, God damn it! I want one so bad. No. I would ask if you've had any encounters, but <laughs> I, I haven't met another human this week. <laughs> oh, good. Because I guess we're stuck inside. Although we did get pizza delivered today, and that was cool, and so I got to experience the contactless delivery. Oh, it's great! So they leave it on the porch. She left, and I thought she was just leaving, but nope, she went to her car, and she did a little boop-boop on the horn to Aww. be like, hey, 
Feel downside. Awesome. And I went outside and got it and did a nice little wave. Aww. And it was nice. It was That's I nice. really appreciated it. I had someone come up to we have a ring doorbell and they held the food up and they put it down on the ground and they said they did a little thumbs up and then they left. And I was like, I love it. That's what I want every time. That's what I want all of the times. I gave you the monies for the tips. Please don't make me have to like have an interaction. I don't want to ask you about your day. Sorry. I don't want to have like a whole thing. I just want the just $40 of Chinese food I just ordered. I want the numb in my face. Yeah, I just want to eat that foods like as fast as I can and like not have to think about another human being. Right. Um, I thought it might be nice to, to share a thing that's helping us during quarantine times. Ooh, good idea. So dance party was super fun. Yes. Uh, heartily encourage that for your friends. Uh, friends hang out session dance party time. Uh, we ended up just talking literally for after like a while. It was great. It was really nice. Um, uh, let's see what else. Oh, going outside sometimes. Mm-hmm. Away um, from people's. Nice. Fresh Away air from is very important. Yes. Uh, so, like, I worked outside and in the backyard yesterday. Nice. That was real nice. I would have um, done that today, but our pollen count was insane today. Yeah, it's been pretty bad here, too. So, I was, I was basically a hero. You are. <laughs> You're welcome. Wow. You're so brave. Uh, I'm so brave and courageous. Yeah. Uh, there was so much shit on my computer screen. Um. Yeah, that's about all I got. What about you? baking oh good call good call yeah i've also been trying to like learn new things so a bunch of websites um like britco is doing like free classes for like learning how to do stuff at home that's fun yeah so like hand lettering and like you know cross stitch and that kind of stuff um Michaels will bring shit to you for free right now. Yeah, if you need crafty things, they yeah. will bring you shit. So that's that. I think is good. I think it's good to like step away from the screens for a bit. Yeah, I've been having a lot of trouble stepping away from. It's me. hard. It's very hard, especially like we're working online all day. It's, um, it's I get tired. Yeah, it's important to take breaks and like I actually started making a little schedule for myself like in actually scheduling time blocks in my work calendar to say like I'm going for a walk or I'm taking 10 minutes like to have it set so that people like know and I think every we're all in the same boat so it's like we just need to take care of each other I uh actually started using our office as an office instead of being on the couch so to have an office but if you have like a kitchen table or an area make yeah. that your office that's don't the area where you go bed. to do the thing don't do work from your bed. bed don't work from your couch personal experience it's not great it's not a great just, habit then you just watch like 10 hours of tv and right so if you have your little office area this is where i'm gonna go and i do my work i'm gonna have my coffee i'm gonna have my water this is where i'm gonna get some shit done yes. and you actually fucking do it Boundaries. and that's your get shit done area yes Yes. I love those snuggles. Oh, so many. Love that. Mm. Um, But, yeah. um, Follow us on the social meds. We'll post some stuff. We haven't been doing good a job of that lately, but things have been shitty, so 
world's on fire. Forgive us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but hopefully we can bring you some levity during this time. Yeah, treat us with kindness and treat yourselves with kindness during yes. this time. It's hard. Yeah, it's real hard. This it's is real hard. Unprecedented times. Yeah, shit. I'm having, uh, so I'm doing my classic avoidance. I'm so good at it. I'm avoiding mm-hmm. the not avoiding anything. I'm just filling my days, puppies, silly shit. And then what's been happening, I just kind of figured this out today, is that I'm having anxiety dreams all night and having night sweats. Isn't that so, great? Oh, it's so fun. Isn't that cool? Best. Oh, how the brain is just like, oh, you're unconscious. Let's hit that release valve. I've been doing that thing where I go to bed like at my normal time, but I wake up super early and then I can't get anything done because I'm just panicking. Yeah, isn't that great? Oh, I love that too. Where you're just like, oh, it's 2 a.m. Great. I'm going to sit yeah. here and just think for four hours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah love awesome. it. It's fantastic. Brains are weird. We need to take care of ourselves, guys. Yes. Meditate. Um, I think Headspace and other apps like Calm are doing some free. They've, like, expanded their free catalog. Um, Mm -hmm. So do some of that. Yogas. Yoga. Be nice to each other. Yeah, be be kind to each other. Just don't, don't expose anybody. It's not about you. Yeah, it's not about any of us. It's about people who are immune compromised or old or babies that can't take care of themselves and their immune yeah. system sucks. And even the youths like us who are in our thirties, like even people like us are getting sick. So um yeah. it's important that we all do our part what we can. Do your part, take care of yourselves. Don't More importantly, dick. don't be a dick. Be your own fucking guy. Be your own fucking guy. Hi!